Georgia takes Georgia Southern off the board with a 45 to 14 win. And it turns out Oregon and Kansas State aren't quite as good as David Pollock thought. We run this state. Ring that bell, baby. Fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 314. It's the Georgia Southern postgame show. Dogs win big. 42. No, what, what was the score? I don't even know what the score was. I'm, I'm reading some other score. Uh, 45-38, something hey, like 45-14. 45-14. Uh, yeah, 45-14. It was, it was a big game. It got a little less interesting in the second half. Uh, you, you know, a big game. Big game for Aaron Murray. Big game for the Dogs. Big day for college football, old dog. You know, you know what everybody wants to talk about. But before, and I mean, and and a huge, a huge day for the Southeastern Conference, and specifically two states, those of Alabama and Georgia. Huge day. But I tell you what, let's not get ahead of ourselves, whether in the show or in the season. Let's not exactly. quite get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about this Georgia Southern game. A nice little, a nice little warm up, a little appetizer for the uh, for the for the nerd herd coming up this Saturday. Uh, we've got Georgia Tech, so we 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 warmed up on the Georgia Southern Eagles with their triple option offense and the uh, the the old cut block, and uh, you know it was seven to seven, uh, and then you know there was a chance there when. Uh, George Southern was giving it to us a little bit, you know. They were having a little success, um, and then well, came, I mean, there was a there was a huge chance that you know right before the end of the half they could uh, take they the could lead. Have actually taken the lead. I mean, we we almost definitely had a ten point swing and got real close to a fourteen point swing, and that was really, I think, maybe the thing that ignited this team too, because I think when they called that chop block penalty which they had been doing all first half long i think they, they finally feel yeah, enough's enough yes. you know let's just go ahead and 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 score a touchdown and then you know come back out in the second half and do what we did and what a third quarter we had Yes, what a third quarter. I, <laughs> well, you know, it really, the third quarter really started in the last, uh, the, the last seconds of the second quarter, you know. Um, we had, uh, the 78 yards. We stopped them and then went 78 yards in 59 seconds. Uh, Murray hits Malcolm Mitchell for a 24 yard touchdown. And, uh, really, you couldn't tell at that point, but, uh, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, uh, George Southern missed the out. field goal. They missed the field goal, and then we smoke it down the field and score, and that that was huge. Well, and not just that, but then coming out in the second half and going two, three and outs on them back to back and scoring touchdowns both times. Absolutely. I mean, that was really you know at that point in time, 
it was all over with. Murray, uh, Murray continues to be on fire. Now the highest passer rating of any quarterback in the country. The most effective, the most efficient, highest rated passer in the country right now. Um, take that for what it's worth. The facts are the facts. You know, I mean, I know everybody's not the biggest fan of Aaron Murray, but I tell you, yeah, I mean, hell, he's, uh, he's warming up at the right time. 330 yards, four touchdowns. How about this? How about the dogs? We have 56 touchdowns this season. We've scored more points than the Oregon Ducks on the season. I mean, you know, the offense that can't be stopped, running a damn play every four seconds, Chip Kelly and the quack attack, David Pollock in total man love with the quack attack. Um, yeah, and our, that... our offense much superior to the Oregon offense. Um, what do you think, Absolutely. old dog? How are you well, feeling about you... these dogs? Hey, how are you feeling about Mike Bobo saying it's really the best, best offense he's seen? And well, I don't know. Since hell, what forty two? All all I've got to say to Bobo is he must not have been watching in eighty, eighty one, and eighty <laughs> two. Well, you know, we didn't score as many points back then as we scored this year. I think didn't that's what he's talking about. Our productivity and our balance. Well, not just that, but uh, I think if you look back to the eighty. 81 and 82 season you may and somebody i'm sure is going to check me but i think we lost two regular season games may have just been one yeah i think it was just one in three seasons we lost that game to uh, clemson in 81 yeah uh so you know i mean it's uh it, it two two obviously two totally different styles of football back then i don't know how you can compare one to the other but I will say this offense is cooking, and it is amazing what happens when you get good kids into play. Not a bunch of damn prima donnas that think they deserve something, but just good, hard-nosed kids that want to play. And I'm talking about from the offensive line to the tight ends to the receivers all the way back to the running backs. I mean, when when you put team first instead of yourself and, and play – for your team, then good things happen, and that's exactly what's happening right now. I couldn't have said it better myself. I tell you, you're right. Our receivers, our offensive linemen, our running backs, hell, our little quarterback, I mean, they're all getting after it. And on defense, same thing. How about those in-game adjustments this week, man? Uh, you know, Georgia Southern had 149 yards rushing in the first half and 32 yards rushing in the second half. Well, and it was a great, and, you know, I'm saying what everybody else has, but obviously it was a good scheduling move. It was a great warm-up for Tech. Tech runs the same offense that Georgia Southern does. Georgia Southern's coach coached under Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson coached Georgia Southern. He's run the same crap all the time. And the no matter what you try to do to simulate it in practice, it's never the same until you actually see it on the field. And I do think it probably took a half for us to get adjusted to it to see what they did. I mean, they gashed us for some pretty good yards. And one of the things, too, with this offense, and I think we learned this, and if you watched, it really was a tale of two halves. You kind of go against everything that you preach on defense. In this, when you're up against this option attack, you don't run to the ball. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that's what gets you in trouble. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and if you look at what we did in the second half, 
we didn't we didn't overrun. I mean, really, fake and misdirection killed us yes. in that first half because we were just overrunning the thing. Second half, and I'm sure Grantham probably chewed some pretty good ass back there, but we stayed where we were supposed to and played assignment football. And a lot of it, too, goes to the fact that you have got to trust your teammate. In, a, in an offense like that, you've got a responsibility that you need to take care of, and you've got to be 100% sure that the guy to the right or the left of you is going to do the same with his. And if everyone does that, then you have a second half like we did against Georgia Southern, and hopefully like we're going to have four quarters against the nerds from the north. Great point, and I was going to mention that. I think it's really cool and effective that we kind of got the. Uh, if you look at the, if you look at the quotes out of this past weekend, uh, guys like Alec Ogletree, guys talking about, uh, you know, seeing how this uh, option works and kind of getting refreshed, you know, looking at the formations, uh, adjusting to game speed and not over-pursuing. You know, we kind of got the damn jitters out on Georgia Southern, and I'm hoping that's going to pay off in spades for us against the nerds this coming Saturday, having seen and got adjusted early, and plus with the offense as well. You know, we should start hot and finish hot against the nerds this past Saturday, which is bad, which is this coming Saturday, which is bad news for the nerds, Obviously, we oh, we should yeah. be able to score as many points as we could ever want against the crappy ACC defense that Georgia Tech has, and uh, I think we're going to be in good position with our defense to stop their attack as well. Oh, I I do too. I mean, again, the only you know we can beat ourselves in this, and again, it's a rivalry game. Crazy things do happen. Obviously, it's a game of emotion, uh, and We've got we've got the world to play for at this. If this team should not need any more motivation than it has right now, this is what folks like Jarvis Jones stayed for to talk about. And who, obviously not me, who would have thought we would have been in this position after the Kentucky game? No doubt. I mean, I didn't know if I had known all I needed to do was get on this show and say, I want to be relevant again and be in the national championship talk. Hell, I would have done it five years ago. I know. It's amazing what just asking, you know, it does. I mean, really, you just ask for it and you're asking you shall receive. You know what I mean? There you go. Um, I tell you, it was a it was a big weekend, big weekend, and I tell you, just to wrap up the talk about the Georgia Southern game. Well, hang on just a minute. I want to throw out some some special some some special compliments to a to a longtime listener of the show. Got his first got got the start first start of the season, and came in with nine solo tackles, two for losses. Hats off to Christian Robinson. Absolutely, man. Been listening to the show since before, before he, was, he was at Georgia. Before he was a bulldog, he's been a fan of the Dogcast. He, you know, we've had him on the show before. He's a great kid, a great spokesperson, just the kind of kid you want to have around your program. And he came up big on Senior Day. I mean, well, not Senior Day, but he came up big in his next to last home game between the hedges. I was really proud of him. Really proud to see the kid producing. Um, Absolutely. And Ben, and really throughout his career, has been a steadying force on the team. 
No too. doubt. And it's really paying off. Great job. Good on you there, Christian. You had a great weekend, buddy. And we got to keep it up for at least two or three more games, my friend. Um, you know, how about those tight ends this past weekend as well, man? Lynch and Rome. I love the seeing the tight ends get involved in the offense, man. And then, you know, those guys taking advantage of their opportunities. And you've already talked about Gurley. Going over a thousand yards. Um, you know, really great. I'm Gurley just having a fantastic true freshman season as well as Marshall. Fantastic true freshman season. Best freshman tandem of all time at the University of Georgia. And, um, man, I tell you what, this season is shaping up great. Coming off of this past Saturday, old dog. Oh, I mean, amazing. Amazing what had happened. But again, it, it is we as a society are so prone to do. We elevate people too quickly and knock them down too quickly. You know, Oregon, and, and not so much with Kansas State, you know, which was a nice little story with the with the coach that was even older than I am, you know, out there coming back from, what, the 15th time to resurrect the program and bring them back. But, you know, these announcers, and, and even Pollock, you know, I mean, they've just got woodies all over Oregon, oh. and, and I don't know why. And, you know, the first good defense that Oregon faces, whether they won or lost, you know, shuts them down. Absolutely. 14, 14 points. You know, this was a team that was averaging, what, somewhere in the 50s, I think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but they play, but they play in a crap conference against crap teams. No doubt. And damn Stanford, I like the way Stanford plays ball, dude. Stanford hits well, people they, in the mouth, man. They, they, well, I think you know, I mean, and and it started it started back when Harbaugh was the coach, mm-hmm. and it's and it's come through. They build a team like an SEC team is. They build it on the line. You look at their defensive front, and you look at their offensive front. Those guys can play with anybody, no doubt. And they know where ball games are won and lost, just like we do, and that's on the line of scrimmage. Not all this nice spreading out and getting in your shiny helmets and your multicolored uniforms and just, you know, running to play every five seconds and running all around. Cause that's really cool against a team that, that doesn't have a defense and can't play. But when, when the big boys come to town, they shut that shit down pretty damn quick. Exactly. And that's, that's the whole point. Oregon looks fantastic when they're out there by themselves. But, uh, you know, they're, it's just not the same when you're playing a team that punches you in the face over and over and over, you know? Uh, like the great Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the nose. That's right. And, uh, you know, and when you run that many plays, you just get punched a whole lot more often. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm telling you, I could not have scripted this past Saturday any better, my friend. Well, except for maybe a Georgia Tech loss. But, well, uh, and, you know, I... I tell you what was even, I mean, even stranger to me was the fact that Baylor just lit up Kansas State. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't even a game. And Baylor's got a losing record. I know. I know. I know. And did you see that? Uh, did you see the quote from uh, Baylor's head coach where he said, uh, you know, we could have beaten anybody tonight? His quote was, no wonder Texas A&M is doing so good in the SEC. SEC schools can't handle what we're dishing out in the Big 12. Did you see that quote? 
I did not. But again, you know, <laughs> I love it. Everybody loves to live in a dream world. Absolutely. You, know, you, you roll into a game with a losing record. You play the game of your life, and all of a sudden you're a world beater. All of a sudden you're going to run through the SEC. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Kansas State goes down. Oregon goes down swinging, uh, anemic, anemic offense, all that pace and quickness and, oh, hell, Mariota, uh, you know, Herb Street just imploring them to be the Ducks, be the quack attack. David oh. Pollock, oh, here comes the quack attack. Any minute yeah. now, the quack attack's going to start. I'm just sure. I mean, Any I, minute I am, now. I am literally surprised Herb Street could even talk since he had Mariota's dick in his mouth. Oh my gosh, man! Are you? I mean, no, it's you'll want to. You'll want to take that out. No, I, I, I listen. I'm not <laughs> going to edit that out. Um, you know, but I tell you, it, it was just it was pathetic the way Auburn went down, and now Georgia has moved into number three, and uh, I think uh, now's as good a time as any old dog for a um, our weekly Operation Overlord Death from Within update. You know, Operation Operation Overlord, Death from Within, is actually working a little too good. The dream that started as just a kernel of an idea in Claude Felton's mind has, uh, you know, has basically left University of Tennessee a smoking ruin. I mean, University of Tennessee, wow. oh my gosh. Could you, man, 41 points they gave up to Vanderbilt. They were not even competitive in Knoxville against Vanderbilt. Uh, and, and just just to stop you just a second, you know what is going to be so interesting this season is how in the world, or next season, how in the world is John Gruden going to coach six different teams? Oh, no doubt. I mean, John Gruden, any day now, going to be signed on as a head coach in Knoxville. How, how is he going to do I it mean, all? I, there, are actually, there are actually even Pop Warner football teams saying that Gruden is coming to coach them. <laughs> Sure, Gruden makes six million dollars a year. He makes more money than Tennessee can play in a much safer job with no pressure whatsoever. But yeah, I'm sure he's got something to prove. I, I know, you know, his, his wife's a Tennessee girl. I mean, obviously he's coming back, right? God, that's a freaking pipe dream. I'm telling you, such a you pipe know, he's, dream. He's gonna. I, I tell you what, he could do. He could just be like a guest coach. You know, he could coach a college game on a Saturday, go coach a pro team on a Sunday, yeah. go ahead and announce Monday night, and then do it all over again. Well, Tennessee is a smoking ruin. Auburn it, it, is Auburn a smoking is, ruin. Is in shambles. And I'll tell um, you this, man. Um, you know, Kentucky, I mean, again, Joker Phillips out. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to – you know, you could literally have – Four coaches being replaced uh, this year, no doubt. Or at the end of the and season. how about this, dude? For the for the 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 ultimate Operation Overlord, or really the pinnacle, the end game of Operation Overlord. How about a Southern Cal victory over Notre Dame, a Georgia victory over Alabama, and we meet Muschamp in Miami for the national and a, championship, and a Florida victory over Florida State. Yeah, exactly. Talk, a Florida victory 42. over Florida State, and then we meet Muschamp 
in Miami for the national championship, Operation Overlord reaches its crescendo, its grand finale, <laughs> as Muschamp lays it down and hands the crystal football to the dogs. And basically, that is his exit clause. It's every coach's exit clause that's involved in Operation Overlord. If you deliver the crystal football to the Bulldogs, you're released from your contract. Um, I'm telling you, nothing could be, nothing can make me happier, and nothing can make Claude Felton happier or Dan and, McGill, and and Mike Slide. And you know what? What would be great, and really, something like that might make all football fans or all college football fans happier. Can you imagine the moaning and groaning that would go on for the second year in a row? to have two SEC teams oh. play for the national championship oh. and two teams and two teams that have already met in the regular season. They would hate that. Oh, it would they would Herb be Herb Street there would, would be there would be an immediate call not to wait two more years to put the playoff in, in effect, but it's something that's got to be done next year. Well, I tell you what, if you're a team sitting on one loss, if you're like the Clemson Tigers or Florida State, something like that, you know, those teams are really pushing for a playoff right now. But I tell you, in my mind, the playoff system took a hit. I mean, you know, with, with a playoff system, you don't have last Saturday. Days like last Saturday just don't happen. Because, hey, Oregon's still in it. Hey, Kansas State's still in it. I mean, you know, with the playoff, it really diminishes the value of the regular season, which, if you recall, is what Coach Rick has said since the beginning. He's always said, he's been 100% consistent, we have a playoff, it's called the regular season, you know? He's been against the playoff since the beginning, and i got to tell you, I'm kind of for the playoff. I've always been for the playoff, but there's no denying that Saturday had a level of drama, a level of excitement that would not be possible in a playoff scenario. Those oh, games I, I, count. Those games freaking count, old dog. You know? Oh, I don't I don't disagree with you. Now, and and again, one of those two teams would obviously get back into the four team playoff. Uh is as it would go on, but you know, right as it stands right now, and if there was no SEC championship game, then both Oregon and Kansas State would not be in the mix. Right. It would be Notre Dame and three SEC teams. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I, man, <laughs> you're right though. Everybody is going to just freak out, man. But I mean, and and again, if if that were to happen, and and I don't, I don't want it to happen. I want 1980 all over again, except in a different venue. I want us to roll in, and I want us to punish God's team one more time. Oh, yes. I agree. God's coach versus God's team. That's the, that's the matchup everybody really wants to see. Um, that's man. right. I mean, you know, the old cry of you've got the hunchback, we've got the tailback. Oh, man, <laughs> exactly, dude. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We've got to be the nerd. We herd. are, and, and it's hard It's hard not to, but mm. because you just look at the things that may come. But we do need to refocus, and we have got to beat Georgia Tech. It's a 12 o'clock game. It's an early game. Mm -hmm. They're calling for a blackout, although, thank God, the team will not be in black jerseys. No doubt. Because we don't – this team doesn't need gimmicks to get going. All they need is one 
stand-up defensive player by the name of Sean Williams to say the emperor's got no clothes and we need to start playing football. Let's get and on it. he and he needs to be the most valuable player of this team for nothing more than what he did off the field and in the locker room. Mm, mm, mm. Love it. Love it. Well said, my friend. Well said. I tell you, we got a big game coming up. We got three big games coming up, dog fans. Three big games. We are in the meat of it now. Your number three nationally ranked Bulldogs are in the thick of it, closing in on the national championship, but we got to take care of business. Destiny is in our own hands, but we've got to take care of business on the field. And uh, it's going to start this coming Saturday at, with a noon kickoff over the Nerds um, in Athens. Old dog, we did have a poll winner this week. Big, big win for a long, another long-time listener. Maybe not Before as long get, as Christian Robinson. Get going on the poll. One thing I don't understand in the coaches' poll. Only one thing. Well, there are a lot of things I don't understand. But one thing I don't understand about the coaches' poll. Going into before Saturday, we were ahead of Alabama. Yes. In the coaches' poll, Alabama whips up on. Uh, Western Carolina. Western Carolina. The team that Spurrier says he wished he had gotten to play this past weekend. We whip up on Georgia Southern, yet apparently Alabama's victory over Western Carolina was so much more impressive that they had to jump us. Well, you know why that really not, They just like Alabama that, better. They do. Not that it matters a bit because, thank God, that is going to be settled on the field. It is going to be settled on the field. That's exactly right, my friend. And I tell you, you know, I mean, I, I still, it's going to be a tall order. Don't get me wrong. I'm not feeling, I'm not like feeling confident or anything about playing Alabama. But I'm telling you, as I said before, they are vulnerable. They are beatable. They are not, they are not inhuman. They are not without faults that can be exploited. Exactly. Um, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about what's going to come up this coming week. I'm pretty excited about the next two weekends. These are heady times. Well, I tell you what, old dog. We did, like I said, we did have a uh, poll winner, a pool winner this week. Vermont Dog, long-time listener, VT Dog, pulls it out. How about them and, apples? And a, and a great wealth of knowledge on his uh, on his emails to us also. No doubt. No doubt. It was He's fantastic. Not only a long-time listener, but a long-time interactive participant. Yes, very, very active participant, and I, I really appreciate him, uh, you know, working things out with us. And uh, and I'm glad he won the poll. I'm glad he won the poll. Good, good deal for him this week winning the pool. And uh, if you send me your uh, send me your email, buddy, and um, I'll send you out a cup. You're due for a cup. I think he's already bought a cup this year, but anyway, I'll send him another one. Um, dog fans, that's going to wrap it up. It was an awesome weekend for the Bulldogs. Big win over Georgia Southern. Big wins over over Oregon and Kansas State have got us right back into the thick of things with the national championship talk, and um, it's going to be exciting. It all starts with the nerd herd, then moves on to the Crimson Tide. Old Dog, you want to take us out of here? Well, just just one more quick thing, too, before I do. The folks there at Tech are, they can't understand what's going on when they were told what what a real football ticket cost. And that you don't get a Coke and a hot dog with it. <laughs> there, you know, they're used to walking up to the window, laying down 15 bucks Saturday morning, uh, getting a 50 yard line seat and getting handed a Coca Cola and a hot dog. You know, that, that don't, 
that doesn't happen where real men play football. That's exactly right, buddy. And they're going to find out, as they do this time every year, because as you know, Todd Grantham has said, my team, we will never lose to the nerd herd as long as I'm defensive coordinator here. And uh, I'll take him at his word, buddy. I take him at his word. I'm going to take him until he's proven wrong, and hopefully he never will be. Absolutely. Again, it's, you know, just clean, to to quote a quote a phrase, it's clean old-fashioned hate. They may not be our biggest rival anymore, but, man, I love smacking them down year after year after year and putting their little smug asses in their place, and that's (laughs) right where they need to do. You are so correct, my friend. Dog fans, let's get it done. Thanks for listening. Call us at 706-363-0210, or you can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Follow us on twitter.com slash dogcast. We would love to have you as Twitter followers. I think I'm going to put up a uh, contest here really soon where we, uh, we're we going to give away something. you got to be following us on Twitter to get the giveaway, though, maybe a koozies or a T-shirts or something. I don't know. But uh, we're going to be giving something away, and... And uh, you need to be following us. So um, thanks for listening, dog fans. And uh, we'll be back with the pregame show Wednesday night against the Nerd Herd. Wednesday night pregame show uh, the night before Thanksgiving. Give you something to listen to over Thanksgiving weekend. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Go dogs. Hey, Dogcast. This is Hunter, your ambassador from the Red Coat Band. Uh, two things I want to mention. Uh, first of all, if you didn't make it to Auburn, I uh, just want to tell you about the stands. Halfway through the game, uh, Auburn's band got off the field, and the stands were already starting to empty by the end of the fourth quarter, or beginning of the fourth quarter. There were more Georgia fans in Jordan Hare than there were Auburn folks. Switching gears, old dog, what you saying about Sean Williams? You are not the only one who feels that way. I was at a conference with the uh, Georgia Rec um, Association the other day, and Greg McGarity was the keynote speaker, and he also talked about how proud he, he was of him for standing up and saying what needed to be said. Um, anyway, go dogs. Love listening to the show. And um, it's going to be a good three weeks. Go dogs. Derek and old dog, it's time. It's time, boys, for the next 13, 12, excuse me, 12 days of Georgia football to be the most exciting we've had since 1980. Set your jaw, buckle your chin strap in time to do some nerd bashing and then it's time to get ready for the big one boys it's gonna be it time to do it dogs let's go dogs time to ring that bell what's up dog Gilly dog from florida hey man great game yesterday glad to see Gurley get that thousand yard season as a freshman that was awesome and with Oregon and Kansas State losing last night, guess what, folks? If we can win out the rest of our games, beat Tech, and beat Alabama in this championship game, we are national championship bound. And from the looks of things, a depleted USC team probably isn't going to beat Notre Dame, and you're going to see a rematch of our last national. So all I can say is it could be a pretty phenomenal season if everything works out. Go dogs.